The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Yeah, rich gentlemen can have all the indigestion. I'll just have some delicious food and having fun in the kitchen, which I learned from my father a long, long time ago. And our guest on Cooley Region Cooks this morning, which we are Zooming, by the way, so you can uh, catch me in the studio and uh, Alice, Julia Nunez, uh, Alice in Dairyland in your, uh, looks like you're in your family room this morning. Uh, Alice, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk about all of these delicious cheeses that we're talking about today. And yes, I am. I'm at my parents' home oh. in Chippewa Falls. So awesome. Cutting up cheese in the living room. <laughs> well, don't spill any, because if your mom is like my mom, she's standing over there off off camera with a with a little mop or a little rag to clean up any mess you make. My mom was big on no making a mess. There you go. See, (laughs) you learned, you learned from your mom. That's good to know. Well, thank them very much. And thank you. I don't have a way to move the camera, but just off camera, just over there is the, the, my proudly Wisconsin cheese sign like yours and a bat. Well, I took it out of the bag, a bag of cheese that you sent. Thank you. And a a cool little knife set, a cheese knife uh, for cutting and poking cheese so thank you very much for that i'm going to make somebody i'm going to make a lot of people happy because i can't eat all that cheese but i'm going to make somebody happy with that knife set too when we give it away later thank you very much how the heck are you good good you're welcome um i'm doing great i've been busy but just life as alice is different right now yeah. in this year of covid so i'm just trying to make the best of it and i get to do fun stuff like this and i think that my parents enjoy this type of stuff because they get to eat all the cheese that I'm going to cut up. <laughs> so um, <laughs> try to look at the bright side of everything. So. That's good. Well, and you said you're busy and I'd be fascinated to know because Alice in Dairyland is an in-person kind of visit. Uh, how are you busy these days with COVID canceling so many fun events? Yes. So you're definitely right. Usually I would be going to all these different places. Like the studio. Normally you'd be sitting right there and be looking at each other. Yes. And that would have been so much fun. Cut up cheese. Oh, yeah. Talking about it. Um, like usually I'd be like the, during the summer, I would have gone to the state fair and events like that, but obviously those didn't happen. So I've been doing a lot of virtual content and that has been keeping me busier than I think I thought it would. Uh, Cause say if I went to an event and I gave a speech, that would only take me five minutes. But if I'm filming a video that's five minutes long, that could take me an hour. Oh. So uh, it's a different type of work. Sure. <laughs> well, and, and I'll, I'll, it's still fun, though, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I've, I've had so much fun, and I still get to go. Recently, I've gotten to do some industry tours, visit some different farms, and that's really what I love, meeting different farmers and learning about all of the diverse agriculture that we have here in Wisconsin. So I've still been able to get out and do that, and that's that's really what it's all about, and I really enjoy that. How did you begin your uh, your connection with and then the history of Alice in Dairyland and Julian Nunez? 
That is a great question. So I grew up, uh, I'm, I'm at my parents' house in Chippewa Falls, and we have a dairy farm up you here. You do? Okay. So, yes. And we milk about a, we milk about 120 cows right now. So nothing, nothing too large. Well, let me uh, ask you we, that because I, I hear that kind of number all the time. And if your dad's over there saying, it's 123, 123, tell him to cut it out. Uh, is 120 cows, is that a small farm, a medium farm, what? I would say that, I guess it really, really depends. Because there's some farms out there that milk about 60 cows. Then there's some farms out there that maybe milk a thousand cows. Right. So I'd say we're in the the medium to okay. small end of things. All right. Um, but it really just depends. And I know a lot of the farms here in Wisconsin are still family owned. Some people think of the large farms as maybe factory farms, but actually 95% of the farms in Wisconsin are family owned. And and I'm really proud that I am a part of that statistic. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. So I'd say we're we're in the medium to small end of things, but I uh, grew up on the farm working outside with my three sisters. There's four of us girls, so there was no shortage of fun. And definitely, we all just worked together outside on the farm. And then Chippewa County hosted the 60th Allison Dairyland competition. Uh huh. And my mom was on the welcoming committee. So she helped to welcome all the top candidates to Chippewa County and show them around. And so I was 10, around 10 at that time. So I got to meet all the top candidates and it was just like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing position. And these girls just taught these women talk about agriculture and dairy all the time. And I love that. So I think ever since then, I want to do like, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just like, oh my gosh, just like oh, the epiphany. Yeah, really, really. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So ever since you were 10, you wanted to be Alice and, and work in the dairy industry and not maybe necessarily shovel manure, but work in the dairy industry in some place. Let your sisters wear the boots. You'll just talk to everybody about the project, the product. <laughs> That's right. I think ever since then, she was just a great role model for me. And I don't know if I necessarily wanted to be Alice in Dairyland until I realized that I could, I was old enough you to submit be. an application. Yeah. Sure. So it all just kind of fell into place and I was selected in in June and I started in July. So it's, it's crazy to think in just a few short months, I'm going to re be recruiting for the next Alice in Dairyland. So that's just kind of mind boggling for me to think about that. Cause I feel like I just started, but it's going by faster than I thought. it Yeah, was. that's great. And what are, before we start diving into the cheese, I'm trying really hard not to drool all over the place. Uh, the prerequisites for being Alice in Dairyland, besides your love of all things dairy. Yes, so Alice in Dairyland, uh, applicants need to be 21 years old or older, and then they need to have experience in public relations or communications, uh, just because you do do that a lot as Alice sure. in Dairyland, and experience with agriculture. So the requirements, uh, they're there, but they're not necessarily... Not terribly restrictive. Like, not terribly restrictive. So I know last year some of the girls were... So I went to college at the University of Minnesota, and I'm uh, graduated with degrees in animal science and agricultural communication and marketing. So this is stuff that I kind of went to school for. But some of the girls that I was up competing against uh, were in school for public relations or maybe just animal science. Um, so there's a, a broad, wide variety of things that you could be going to school for and still uh, qualify to run for Alice in Dairyland. And since all those girls graduated with a degree that's related to yours, have you been... 
as Alice. Have you seen them or done any business, so to speak, with them since becoming Alice? I haven't interacted a lot with them, which is really sad because I feel like during the top candidate process, we all got really close. Yeah. But hopefully I'll be able to in the future. I know they've all kind of branched out and gone their separate ways. But I have been able to interact with some people that I went to college with. Um, some of my friends work for the Beef Council here in Wisconsin. Cool. So it's it's cool that the connections that I made in the past, are I'm able to use them now as in my professional life. <laughs> All right. Well, do me a favor. The next year, because you mentioned it, the next time you talk to your friends at the Beef Council, shoot them my email address because I would love to uh, have a Cooley Region Cooks at some point with uh, friends from the Beef Council. I'll make a note of that. Oh, all right. Well, I'll give you some time. In the meantime, then, I see you've got a bunch of cheese. Looks like you've got honey. I can't tell what else because it's kind of upside down. But, you know, the... The different kinds of cheeses and Wisconsin's really their their world leadership in all things dairy and cheese does it make it more difficult? Because you're not just talking about a couple of different varieties of cheddar, uh, and I'll bet you're also as a as a dairy uh, council you're talk you've got to talk about sheep's milk cheese and goat's milk cheese too, right? Right. So. As Alice in Dairyland, I represent all of Wisconsin agriculture. And you, you're right, we are world players in the cheese world. Wisconsin, if we were a country, we would be fourth in the world for cheese production. Wow. Which is kind of crazy because we're just one state. So we produce a lot of cheese, but you're right, we also have a lot of different other cheeses. We're the number one in dairy goats, so we have a lot of dairy goat milk products like cheese and, and all that good stuff. So you're right. I kind of have a lot of crazy tidbits of knowledge in this brain of mine right now, learning <laughs> everything about agriculture in Wisconsin. That's awesome. Well, your cow friends don't tease you for giving any kind of credibility to sheep and goats, right? <laughs> uh, not to my face. Anyway, uh, oh, so. oh, well, as long as you're talking about cheese, then they probably shouldn't care. Because right, Wisconsin's right. got think... some pretty awesome goat and uh, sheep's milk cheese. That is definitely right. I love a good um, goat cheese. My mom's not a huge fan, but I love well, good. goat cheese. You and I can eat it, mm -hmm. and your mom can, you know, just be over there be hungry. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, I don't have anything for you. So what you want to share some recipes? What do you have for us this morning? Yeah, so today we are doing like a holiday cheese board. Awesome. I know that right now we're kind of heading towards Thanksgiving, heavy heading towards Christmas season, which is crazy because I feel like it was just like July. Um, but we're making like a holiday cheese board with different holiday flavors. And this is something that I do regularly. So I'm really excited to do it with you today. And we can start with which cheese are you most excited to open? Want to start with the Marika Gouda cheese? Uh-huh. I, absolutely. Okay, I love, <laughs> I hate to say it, a good Gouda. Well, and that leads me to a question. While you're opening that cheese, how do you tell when you're looking at it at the store in a package and there's two different kinds, how do you know which one is going to be the really good Gouda? Ooh, that is, is a very hard question. Is it? Um, is it? I, would, I, I wish Personal I taste. by looking. Yes. Yeah. I feel like you kind of have to try them all. Um, I would definitely look in the store. Good answer, you dairy uh, council person, you. Try them all. Try them all. <laughs> but in all, I would say try them all, but um, I know that I'm going to plug the dairy the dairy logo. 
in Wisconsin, we're the only state that requires a license to make cheese. And we have a master cheesemakers program. So, you know, if you see the Wisconsin label, you know that it's definitely been the person who made that has been trained and has worked really hard to become a cheesemaker. So I feel like if you see these proudly Wisconsin labels on your cheeses, you'll know that hard work has been put into making that cheese. And right. I feel like that usually makes a good cheese. So sure. that's what I would look for. Well, Otherwise, and I... sometimes... You just got to buy them all and try them. <laughs> I, well, and that's – here's the decision that I make as often as not because I have not yet had a cheese that I didn't like. I just have had cheeses that I like better than this one and that one. I always look and have occasionally put back on the shelf California cheese, New York cheese, Pennsylvania cheese. If it's not Wisconsin cheese, I don't eat it unless I yeah. eat it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm – I've got real, my my dad's side of the family lives out in California, so I get some influence from them. But I think that I'm gonna start influence them more about their cheese choices because people love Wisconsin cheese, and I definitely do too. And Marika Gouda is one of my dad's favorites, so well, good for him. I think him. that they they have a amazing selection of Gouda, and I know that if you're wondering what cheeses you might want to try, sometimes at the creamery you're able to like sample different cheeses and i think that that's a great option if you're if you're wanting to go somewhere visit a creamery sample different cheeses because then you're able to figure out which one you like right then and there absolutely all right so tell me a little more about this gouda so marika gouda they're located in thorpe wisconsin and they are a farmstead creamery which means that the farm where the cows are milked is located right next to the creamery so they pump the milk over after the cows get milked and they make it right there and really? I so they make the cheese right where they milk the cows? Right. Is that rare? Um, I would say, I would say yes. Sort of, yeah. I guess I'm not, I'm not sure how many farmstead operations we have here. I know I was able to work for a farmstead operation uh, in Minnesota, but I, I love being able to do that. And I, it's a great opportunity for people who maybe didn't grow up on farms to, to go see the animals, see them getting milk and then, walk across the, the yard and right. see exactly follow that what big pipe all the way across to that building and then eat some cheese. Oh yeah. That's and awesome. I, I love that. It. It's a great, great cream, great, great operation. Nice so, cheese knife, by the way, stuff. no one ever argues with you when you're cutting cheese with that knife. Yeah. This is my, this is my mother's knife and I get compliments on this knife all the time. I do some, um, some cooking videos. I don't know if you've ever seen them before, but, I do different cooking videos from my mom's kitchen, and a lot of people compliment my mom's kitchen and my my cutting knives, so that's okay with me. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, my dad would be, uh, he'd be all about, oh, look at that Wusthof trident. Oh, my God, that's a that's a Danica. You know, my dad was a huge cutlery guy, so, uh, so he and your mom would be over there talking about cutlery while you and I are talking about, what did we just cut with this? Let's talk more about the food. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so this is their um, aged Gouda, and this is a six to nine month aged cheese. And I know I, so when I go to the creamery, I pick out like a, a younger cheese because I like a more mild flavor. So this cheese has a little bit more flavor. The older it is, the older it is, the stronger it is. Is that correct? Yeah, usually. And okay. usually the older it is, um, it gets more, it loses some of that moisture. So it's a little bit. Drier. drier. I know, not drier. It's just more, it's just a 
sharper, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, that works. It's crumblier. It's uh, I, I get that. Yeah, and I know the the younger Goudas will be lighter in flavor and and more softer because they're because they're younger. They haven't had time to age. Sure. Mm-hmm. And cool. this cheese would go well with. Um, I mean, I I I have different things set out here. I have cranberries because this is festive. I dry cranberries, chocolate, nuts, rosemary to spice up the board, and then honey, and that's Wisconsin honey. But this cheese would go well with just about anything. I think you could drizzle honey on top. You could eat it with dried fruits. I love pairing dried fruits with my cheeses, and really? I think this would. Oh my gosh, that is like my. I've I've taught my <laughs> parents, I've taught my sisters, and my boyfriend. Like you pair br- dried fruits the way to go. I love dried apricots with cheese like this or especially like uh the merlot i feel like would go nice with a dried apricot or really? dried oranges yeah i Definitely. and that's that's really i can hardly wait to learn something because i'm not sure it's hard for me to say never but i don't recall <laughs> ever having dried fruit and cheese regular fruit like an apple or cherries or any of that i lived in michigan a million years ago and door county cherries or or uh or uh, and it, in Michigan, uh, uh, Michigan cherries are pretty popular. So, but never, I've never even thought about dried cherries or dried fruit because right next to them is regular fruit that must be better. It's juicier. Apparently, I'm missing the boat here. Yeah, I think it's just a different in texture. I love fresh fruit with my with my cheese too. Like I'll cut up an apple and just eat that with a nice cheddar. But I like I like the dried fruit. I think it adds a different texture and like. Dried cranberries have a different flavor than fresh cranberries, even though you could do that if you want. But uh, they taste different. I, I did not know oh, that. Definitely, I, okay. I have some fresh cranberries right nah. here, and I visited a cranberry bog not long ago, and and I popped one in my mouth right out of the bog, and I was like, "Ooh, that's pretty sour." <laughs> and I and. I had never done that before, which is amazing because we used to string them on our Christmas tree every year. So I don't know why I never popped one in my mouth before, but those are definitely flavorful little. Well, I I see that you've cut up enough cheese for me. I hope that. No, I'm kidding. You get that (laughs) (laughs) because that's about enough for me. A couple of crackers and and I'm good. Do you put cheese? You're making a cheese board, so that will be cheese and fruit. Uh, but do you yeah. put cheese on everything? Um, yeah, just about. I mean, like, not my, not my like cereal and stuff like. Well, that. Well, not weird stuff, but, but um, yeah, you know, <laughs> if it's good without, I, it's even better with. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to put cheese on stuff, but I, I'm a big, big cheese board person. Like, like for last year Thanksgiving, I made like this big cheese board, and I like to put different things in there so people can make new combinations and try to mix it up. So cheese boards is probably like my favorite way to enjoy cheese. Sometimes for lunch, I'll just make myself a little mini cheese board with all the fixings and just kind of go to town. But Awesome. All right. I, so what are you going to pair with that Gouda? Mm, so I think that I'm going to pair it with some of these. I have some nuts right here. Okay. I'm going to pair it with, and it would also go well with, with a cracker if, if you're like if you like those crackers some people have very fancy crackers that they like to pair on their cheese board but that's what i would do if i had some dried apricots i would pair it with that i feel like it would go very nicely i'm gonna get to try mm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. oh you're making me jealous <laughs> 
Do you have it there? Are you cutting it I, up? No, it's over there. Yes, do we oh. have it? Yes, but I can't cut it up and eat it with you because then I'd get oh, in trouble. Okay. I have to walk off camera and, you know, then that I'd be in sense. trouble. That makes sense. Well, it's very good. It's it's not as strong as I, as I was expecting it to be. Sometimes aged cheeses are stronger, but I think this would go nice with a little bit of honey on it. Some people like to put jams on cheeses. That would be good on this cheese. This is delicious. And this cheese, it's not going to overpower a lot of things. So it could go with a lot of different things. You could put this on, you could make a grilled cheese with this cheese. You could melt it. This, it's a very easy cheese to kind of pair with a lot of different things. Whereas some of these other cheeses may have stronger flavors. I know we're going to get into the apple cinnamon and the cranberry cheese. And those probably have more specific pairings. But this cheese is, is very versatile and it is light and nutty and buttery and delicious. And that's why it goes so well with nuts. Cooley Region right. Cooks, our guest this morning is Allison Dairyland. Julia Nunez, I appreciate you spending time with us at your mom and dad's dairy farm in Chippewa Falls. I want to take care of a little bit of business and check with the guys over in the newsroom. And uh, when we come back, what, what's, what do you want to do next? What are you going to slice up next? Let's do... The apple cheddar cheese. Apple cheddar. Oh, yum. And uh, and then I'll share. I, it's not even a recipe. It's just super simple. A brie, brie en croute. Baked cheese. There's a good one for you. We'll do that when we come back. We're Cooley Region Cooking. On Cooley Region Cooks. Every Thursday from 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. Or in this case, in the family room next to the kitchen on a dairy farm where your dad is out working really hard your mother's in the other room making sure you don't say anything that's going to embarrass the family and you get to sit and slice and then later eat all the cheese gee whiz dad i'm really sorry there i i thought i brought i guess i left them in the truck which is back at work here i only have this one kind of cheese to share with you dad i love you gotta go bye I hope that I don't eat all this cheese, otherwise I wouldn't feel good. Every time you announce me, I, I feel like a Clue character, Alice, in the living room with the knife. Yeah, um. with the big <laughs> knife, yeah, that everybody loves. Your mom's got great taste in cutlery, I'm telling you. Great taste in cutlery. <laughs> Thank you. I'll have to let her know. She'll be, she'll be By the way, here, you want a, a funny story. My, mom, my father was just a, a real stickler about cutlery and would have a heart attack if he saw you slicing cheese with not a cheese knife. And so, you know, he said, he, and he called my, I have two sisters. He called all three of us, honey, honey, don't, you can't slice the cheese with that knife. I have a cheese knife. It's right here. And, uh, be, and the short version is the knife you're using will get dull slicing the cheese. If you use this knife, it doesn't get as dull as quick. My mom heard her brain said, you never have to sharpen a cheese knife. It stays sharp forever. I I heard Daddy say that. Um, well, Mom, you you heard you misunderstood what Dad said. So am I guessing that this cheese knife that we're using has never been sharpened uh, since Dad died? Yeah, I've never sharpened it. You realize that that means this knife has not been sharpened for twenty three years. <laughs> Probably not. Not by me. Well, that's why it's that's why you have to saw some cheese sometimes, Mom. Yikes. 
That's uh, so funny. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was hilarious. You thought a cheese knife never had to be sharpened. That's hilarious. All right, so what are you what are you still slicing up? Is that something new? So this is the cranberry cheddar cheese. Uh. It's from Henning's. And this cheese, it's the same as the, the apple cheddar that I sliced earlier. And this this also has an aroma to it, and I tasted it, and it's, it's got like a light flavor with the hint of the cranberries. I think it would also go well if you wanted to shred it on your pie, you said, or put it on top of a scone. Um, very easy cheese to kind of eat, pair with different things, pair it with some dried cranberries. I have some of those that I'm going to put on my board in a little bit. But this cheese is, it's got kind of a sweet aroma, and I can see there's little bits of dried cranberries in this cheese as well. Um, so it's, it's fun, smells good. And again, on this one, it says, put on top of pork chops, chicken salad, turkey sliders, and biscuits. Ooh, so this, biscuits. This could go Yeah, a, a biscuit cheese ways. sandwich. Now you're talking on a pork chop. That's, uh, that is so, so delicious. And thanks mm. to uh, Henning for thinking outside the box and putting that kind of suggestion on the label. Because how many people do you know buy a piece of cheese, take it home, slice it, eat it plain or with a cracker and nothing else ever. Woo. Yeah, I think that's a great idea to kind of put different ways to use it on the packaging because a lot of people, they're like, oh, I buy this cheese, but I don't know what to do with it. Should I just eat it like a, with, a, with a knife and just go to just sit there and eat it? But I think that that's a great, great idea to give people reasons why they should buy it. Like, oh, I could put that in a pie or put it on a biscuit. So that's, Ab- that's, absolutely. that's really nice. That's absolutely all right. I didn't want I to interrupt. Cut up all my cheeses. No, yeah. go ahead. You can. <laughs> well, I'm well because I would like. We just have a, a barely a minute. I mean, I'm going to go back and talk about cheese curds. What makes different cheese curds? Is it literally the milk? I would say there's a few different factors. Milk, what the cows are eating. The milk is definitely a big factor. The cultures that are used in making the cheese. Cultures play a huge role in the flavor of the cheese curd. And then I think the most important thing is freshness. When you're eating it, if you're eating it right on make day, that's going to be the best <laughs> cheese curd you ever eat. Make day. Um, those, are the, those are the three things that I think really, really make a cheese curd. Well, and fresh, absolutely. I'm uh, the, f- Fresh cheese curds are the best. Nice and squeaky, kind of warm, even. Absolutely delicious. Hey, uh, can I get you to come and do this again some Thursday? I would love that. I would love to chat with you more about cheese or or anything. Uh, One other quick question. Uh, Is your mom standing right off camera? No, my mom, I wish she was. She's at work today. Oh, okay. You keep looking off camera, and I thought, is that your mom giving you a thumbs up? You're doing good, honey. Keep going. All right. Well, she should be very proud. Alice in Dairyland, thank you very much for talking with us this morning.